to be it, you have to be you, right? Mm -hmm. You're always the secret sauce to your personal brand. And when you show up as your like full body, totally authentic self, the right people are going to be drawn into your universe. Like you are the light that they've been searching for. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, you. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I know that there's a lot of podcasts you can press play on right now. There's also like a billion things you could be streaming right now. And I just am so glad that you press play on this so I can drop some gems. And actually, so our guests this week can drop so many gems. Oh my gosh. I have Hillary Hartling here and y'all, I met her through one of our other podcast guests, who's my photographer, uh, Monica Linda of Girl Squad. Um, I'm sure you remember her and her amazing story about how she got started and how she was like being it till she saw it, until she had this great business she has. And um, so I asked her for some guests for my agency group. I said, hey, you know some amazing thought leaders and businesswomen, and I would love to showcase them to my group. And she introduced me to Hillary and I didn't even know her when we, I didn't I never even talked to her before. She spoke to our group actually, and she's brilliant and also just so engaging. Uh, and so anyways, had her in the group and I was like, this woman has to be on my podcast. This woman has to be my best friend. This woman, <laughs> this woman needs to be like in my, I just want to be in her orbit. Right. So anyways, there's so many juicy gems in this podcast. I promise you just hit save already so that you can come back and listen to this episode whenever you want. When you see that she is a branding specialist, branding expert, um, branding strategist, you might think this isn't for you if that's not what you're interested in. I promise you, women, ladies, keep listening because there's just so many life gems in here on like how to understand what you want on this world, you know? So I know it's easy to go, oh, this is one of her business ones. No, this is a life one. <laughs> and you are going to want to press play again on this one. I swear we went too many amazing places and it all will make sense in the end. I know it. Um, I just, I could have kept going, but um, we like to keep these in an amount of time for a commute, a dog walk, you know, a run on the, on the beach or whatever it is you're doing. So take a listen, please do us a humongous favor, screenshot, tag Hillary Hartling, tag be it pot with the gym that you're taking away from the podcast, because I know it will warm her heart to see that it will totally warm mine. And, um, it's also how this podcast gets out there to other people. So here you go. Be it till you see it is brought to you by profitablepilates.com. Profitablepilates.com. Yeah. Cause you know, you should actually make money doing what you love. Yeah. So it's a fitness business coaching platform, uh, that Leslie and I started profitable Pilates. And in January, we are doing a seven day miniature version of our agency coaching program. So the fitness business coaching that you've been following uh, on Instagram at Profitable Pilates, we're doing a tiny seven day program of it so that you can get a taste of what it is that we're doing. You can meet Leslie if you haven't already. You can meet me, which you probably haven't. 
uh, and we're going to answer every single question that you may have. We're going to run through how much money you want to make and how you can actually make that money. You know, what to charge your clients, all those kinds of things. It's going to be a whirlwind. So, it is a whirlwind. And also we freaking love it. It'll be our sixth opportunity to do yeah. this program. It is our fourth year of the agency program. Oh my God. We turned four in January and we want to see you in the agency mini. So get on the wait list. Go to profitablepilates.com slash mini. See you there. Oh my gosh. Be it listeners. I mean, this woman, Hillary Hartling is going to become your new best friend. She is freaking awesome. I'm looking for different reasons that we can talk every week. Cause I just love her, her glowing smile and her like outlook on how life is done. Um, so I can't wait for you to hear her story. Hillary Hartling. Thank you for being the be it till you see it podcast. <gasps> Tell us who you are, what you're excited about right now. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's so fun to be here because like after we met, I, th I feel like we've become instant best friends. So it's just like two friends having a conversation, which is exactly the kind of podcast I like to listen to. So this is awesome. First of all, um, I am a former Disney movie marketing executive. I was there for 15 years working with global powerhouse entertainment brands, but now for the last five years, an entrepreneur myself starting my own business and helping other entrepreneurs build brands that resonate. So I'm a brand and messaging strategist for entrepreneurs and really helping them infuse meaning into their brand, define what it stands for, power it with story, and really strengthen it with value. So they have something clear that they can go out into the world with feeling confident about it and attract the right people. So they create a dream business for themselves. Okay. Love this. And I, I mean, the fact that you worked at Disney, I do wonder if like you just like every office is lined with like Disney characters and princess costumes. <laughs> it's not, it's not foreign to see that. At Disney. In fact, it's what's funny is I should have kept more, but when you're there for so long, you don't think like at one point the, I was friends with everybody. So like the movers on the studio lot, my BFFs, they would bring me old art prints from animation of like a Tarzan painted print that I would have in my office for a while. But then I was like, Okay, I'm over that for right now, but I should have kept that. Right. Cause that's like you could be auctioning that. <laughs> put it in the baby's room or something. All right? right, put it in Ruby's room. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So um I think for people who are listening to this, they might be like, Okay, branding, I you know, I'm not starting my business yet, or I don't I don't know if I'm ready for branding. Um, I think it's easy to for people to either a get so wrapped up on branding themselves that they don't build the business or mm -hmm. not build the business because they're not branded yet. Like, can we talk a little bit about like those scenarios? Yeah. Like how would someone like take the next step without like yeah. perfectly being branded in a box? Well, here's the thing too. You are a brand even when you don't have a business right? Because your brand is the experience that you leave behind, right? It's how, it's what people expect of you. It's how you're known. It's your reputation. And it's, you know, so thinking about it intentionally is what you want to start to do, whether you're in a career like at corporate Disney or whether you're starting your own business, it's really coming at it with intention to say, who am I? I mean, it's, a brand is having a strategy for your business. Yeah. So if you don't have a strategy for your business, now here's the thing. Some people might not understand that because they don't understand what brand strategy is. They think of a brand and they think of a logo. They think of a brand, they think of their colors on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. right? And yeah. like, how do you navigate Canva to make it look like a brand? <laughs> and that's a small itty bitty part of it. But really it's about what experience do you want to have your audience have 
And then what are the, what's your secret sauce? Like what's your unique brilliance that you bring to the table that nobody else does? And that's the beginning of your brand. I, I love what you said. It's like how people feel or how you leave people feeling. That's what you said, right? Yeah. That is, I think that's actually something that's easy to think about. Like, you know, um, it's easy to think, maybe you can't think of what you're going to make yet or create yet, but you can think like, how do I want people to feel? So I'm about to create something. Yeah a product for, um, people who want to take their teaching to the next level. And, um, and I was getting like, my team was asking me all these questions, <laughs> all this stuff. And I was like, hold on. I just really need to figure out how I want them to end. Like when they leave it, I need to know what they, who they are afterwards. And then I can work backwards. And they're like, I'm like, just, you know, one moment, <laughs> one yeah, moment. It really does start. Like if you actually started with your brand and you just started with the vision for where you're headed, right? Vision for where you're headed. So you can then back out of that and say like, what do I do need to do on a daily basis? That equals your mission daily basis to get me closer to that vision. Oh my gosh. I think that is the best, like that. It couldn't be more be it till you see it than that right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is your vision? Right. And then the mission is how you act each day to that. That is, yeah. uh, that is, and I've done this in so many ways and so many fashions throughout my life The the be it till you see it is literally without that being my exact mantra, that's how I live my, that's how you manifest things, yeah. right? Like I was in a job right after my undergraduate, so bachelor's in business. And I went and worked at an ad agency in Seattle and I could not have been more bored. I was doing print media insertion orders for Boeing and Silicon <laughs> Graphics International. So I was like placing ads in like Aviation Week and Space Technology Magazine, like something Woo. I never read. It was like, it's so nice to have a job, but I was so bored. I'm like, I'm not inspired. This is not exciting. So what I did was I took a step back and I said, well, who am I? Who do I want to be? And what do I love? Because you can market. I was in marketing and advertising. You can market or advertise anything. You can brand anything. Yeah. What do you want to work on? So I just made a list, even if it didn't make sense. And movies was always the top of my list. So movies became my vision. I knew nothing about the movie business. I didn't even understand that like touchstone pictures belonged under the Walt Disney Studios banner, right? Like there's all these things about the movie business. But I went and got my graduate degree because the program had specific ties back to Hollywood and I was going to do my internship there. But so what I did that entire year, I was in Boston at Emerson College. I papered my entire apartment wall in movie studio posters, oh ones God. that inspired me. I decided I want to work for one of the major seven motion picture studios marketing department. I was that clear. I told everybody about it. Everybody knew what I wanted to do. Whenever we got to choose a project to do in school, I was always like, I'm marketing this movie in China. I'm going to figure out how to do that. Right. I always use it as an example. The one book I read was Work in Progress by Michael Eisner, who at that time was the CEO of Disney. I didn't even have a desire to work specifically at Disney. It was just one of the major motion picture studios. But I kept that vision so clear, so defined. I got an internship at DreamWorks. And then two months after that, a job at Disney. And then I made that job my own for 15 years. This, okay. <laughs> my friend who's listening while walking your dogs, I hope you just heard like literally the roadmap of being to tell you see it without even that. That's the thing. You have to have that clarity. People have to go get really granular in what that looks like because that becomes really tangible. Then you know what class to take or what books to read or yes. what to look up. Like um, I have people who are like, oh, I want to be on X, Y, and Z platform. I'm like, okay, 
Are you a member of their thing? Do you watch their classes? Do you follow their instructors? Yeah, and they're like, like, who to network with? Who to seek out and like fi- find a group or stuff like something? Like, in, in this isn't anything you do, but especially in Hollywood, it's who you know. Oh yeah. So not knowing anyone going to that that market, I'm like, how am I going to do? So internship was the best way to get your foot in the door. And then the whole time I was there, I was super intentional. The work I did as an intern, like a, as a graduate intern was not super challenging for me. However, <laughs> what I learned was how to navigate a studio, who were all the important departments, what kinds of departments I might want to work for in marketing at a studio, right? I learned, And then I made connections and I networked and I met all these people at Disney. I had lunch there every other day. Like that's how you do it. It's the people that will bring you in. Yeah. You're when you're 100% correct. I think so many times we get caught up on like what we don't know. Like I don't know enough. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know enough, but it really is who, you know, like it is because you the people learn anything can learn anything. I mean, I always tell people like, if you can hire for personality, you can teach skill. Like if you think someone is amazing and they totally fit your vibe, you can teach them anything you need them to know, but you my, can't. Hmm? Yeah. My first job at the ad agency in Seattle, they literally told me on my first day, I was up against this other woman who had way more experience with me, but they liked me better. Oh yeah. I think I've told this either. I told this to you or I told it on another podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Brad gets me every time. Cause he's like, Leslie, you talked about it in podcast. And it's like, I know, but these all happen out of order. <laughs> yeah. So forgive me. Um, but I, um, I was a commercial actor for a very short period of time in my life. Um, and I got, I booked my first audition and it's not cause I was talented at all. It's just that they liked working with me. They were, okay. they were talking about when I walked in, I overheard them talking about a restaurant who has the best gluten-free pancakes. And I said, I know it's lunchtime, but someone has to order the gluten-free pancakes. I promise you with this on it and this on it, you're going to love it. And they are like, okay, thanks. And then they're like, okay, do you want it? Like they asked me to have my audition. I had to be a chef. I can't cook anything. And I was just like, (laughs) I was just like talking and acting like I was like, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just doing stuff with my hands and talking and (laughs) making fun. Cause I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So anyways, yeah. I got a call back. I did the call back. I actually learned how to chop something for that call back <laughs> and I booked it. And again, they said, welcome to your first commercial. And I said, I said, thanks so much. And I was like, I'm really excited to work with you. I have no idea what I'm doing. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. That's why they hired me because I was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you know, and I did and, fine. <laughs> and what it comes with is, is I think it comes with the confidence, right? Yeah. It's, it's trusting yourself that no matter what situation you're put in, you can figure it out. And that if you just bring your whole self, that's good enough. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Because that is what a lot of, I know a lot of listeners, they ask me about my confidence all the time. And as you just heard this, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I do trust that I know that I can have fun. I can talk with anyone. Like those are things. How does one trust that? I think maybe it's a lack of self-awareness. I'm sure if, or maybe it's just that people aren't giving themselves credit, but do you know what I mean? How so many women don't have that confidence in themselves to like figure it out? It's true. I think, I think it comes to, I don't know what it is with females growing up in our society, but, um, number one, we are all tend to be some version of a people pleaser, right? We don't want people to be mad at us, angry at us, awkward with us. Like we just want things to be smooth. Um, but also like, there's this like gray area of like, oh, I'm bragging about myself. I think I'm so good at something versus like self-deprecating and that being almost like the norm for that's what we should do. I don't know what that is, but 
I feel like confidence comes with competence too. Yeah. Like when you feel like you know how to do something and for you, it can be like, here's the thing, you know how to network and talk to people. And, and that's what you actually needed for that job. Yeah. You didn't actually need to know how to be a chef because you're going to learn that for the commercial. Yeah. Right. And so you just needed those other skills. So it's like almost defining like for each situation, like what's necessary for you to feel confident in this, this situation. Yes. Yes. That's so that, that is, that is very something tangible and something people can think about. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we had Rob Mack, I think he was episode three y'all. So he talks about having confidence hill, like uh, valleys and confidence islands and like be knowing that, like, what are your confidence valleys? Like the things that don't make you feel confident, because if you spend a ton of time in those valleys, of course, you're not going to feel confident. But if you know your islands, then before you go into something, you're going to feel less confident. You can like spend a little time on the island and take yeah. that with you. Well, I'll tell you this too. Like I, so most of my, um, younger years, I was a dancer. It was actually my scholarship for my undergrad. I was on a dance scholarship. So I was on the dance team and practice makes perfect. So no matter what it is, dancing, business, speaking, if you practice it enough, you're going to feel confident when you do the thing. So when I would go out and perform, I realized when we switched like team captains or whatever, she didn't have us practice as much as the last one. And I remember getting into a performance like, oh, do I remember the next thing I'm supposed to do? Because in the with all the practice, it was just ingrained. Yeah. I just came naturally. And I think that's true with everything is like people don't put give themselves enough runway to practice the thing that they want to do. Yeah. Well, that that comes with a couple things like um needy instant gratification or like thinking it has to happen sooner. That's just probably the same thing. But like, you know, um I do I do understand that because when I started my business, I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to launch something. I want to have these big launches. I want to have this stuff, but it's like, really like you just got to at least get people to know what you do first and like giving yourself that runway. And I think people do have that lack of confidence or that nervousness because they haven't enough time doing the thing before they put it out there. Of course it's not going to feel good. Yeah. And I think part of it is, and I would say this with your branding too, is like finding your superpowers. Like, what are those things that you are so good at that you do feel confident at? And how do you infuse that into the thing that you want to do, right? So like one of my, I guess, superpowers is knowing my audience, but not just knowing them, but like whatever room I'm in, understanding what's happening in that room so that I can, so I'm not just rehearsed with like, I'm going to give you this marketing spiel for what I'm doing to support your movie, such and such director. I'm going to listen to everyone who's talking in the room, see what the filmmakers are really zoned in on and concerned about. And then I'm going to adjust how I talk about the thing I know that like the back of my hand, but I'm going to alter how I say it so that it hits home with them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. 100%. I ended up at a styling party, like a stylist party. It was really hilarious. (laughs) Just the day in the life of LA, you know, you end up at a party at the top of a hill and there's all these fancy outfits. And, um, and so obviously everyone there is a stylist. I am not. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, I was listening to conversations and then of course I was able to somehow insert what I do into a conversation with stylists. And it was, you know, it was really funny. I was like, Oh, look at me. I can still do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's, I think that's really key. So, okay. We, we can talk about so many different things, but I, I want to go back to, um, 
uh, you left Disney to create your own thing. And I feel like that's not an easy decision to make. So how did you leap into doing your own thing, you know? Yeah. Well, this, this is an interesting story too. So a couple years before leaving Disney, I sort of kind of reached the ceiling of where I could go in my current position. And so I was a VP of integrated marketing and synergy. I had my own department, my own team. Um, it's what I had had in my vision to create for myself when I was there. And then I think once I reached it, I knew I couldn't go further in the position I was in. And then when I looked around, I was like, do I want any other kind of position? Do I want to move somewhere else? And because I had created my own dream job, because I put things together my own way and just had the audacity to say, this is my job. And people said, great. Um, (laughs) It was crazy. Um, I automatically, when you don't, when you know, you can't grow in that way, you start to feel stuck. Yeah. Right. And so it just felt like, oh, it's just another movie or I'm having to remarket myself to all the upper echelon senior executives who keep coming and going. And I have to train them about what I do and the value that I bring. And that just became just not fun anymore. So while I loved working on movies, I was like, I feel like I've been there, done that. It might be time for the next thing. And the interesting thing is I spent so long on that vision and on that one dream. I forgot to dream about what was next. Right. So you get to have a bigger dream. You get to have multiple dreams. You don't get just one dream. Right. right? And so um, the joke at Disney is if you decide it's time to go, if you've been there for a while, stick around, you'll get caught in an organizational restructure or voluntary separation package and you'll get a really great package. So that's what I did. <laughs> I waited. And then what's funny is it was so it was January 1st, uh, 2015. And I decided on January 1st, because I'm writing my New Year's goals and stuff, I said, you know what, regardless of like, I've waited too long, I don't want to feel stuck anymore. Let me just see, I'm going to, I'm going to leave Disney and figure out what's next. So I start Googling something about mid-career transition or change. And the first thing that popped up was a questionnaire. And the first question on that questionnaire was, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? And I instantly knew the answer. I said, I would leave Disney. I would not have another job. I would take a whole year off. I would start writing. I would travel. I would get re-inspired. I would figure out what that next dream was, right? And so two weeks later on January 15th, I got called into a meeting at 9 a.m. And at 9.22, I had gotten laid off in an organizational restructure and they paid me my whole salary for an entire year. So I got my year off. Oh I my God. Hungry. I have chill. I have goosebumps. I have so many. <laughs> this is amazing. When you get clear on your vision, even if it's a vision to say, I need to figure out my vision, it happens. So I had that year off. My dad was like, oh my God, get another job. You're going to have double the salary. I'm like, you don't understand. I need a year. <laughs> yeah. So I took the year and I got re-inspired and I figured it out and you know, starting my own business was not the top of my list. I needed to like decompress after that many years at such a high octane position. Yeah. I I was like, oh, there's a whole world out here. I didn't realize, (laughs) oh, there's so many people who don't care about movies. What? (laughs) Yeah. So those are, there are people who never go to the movies. It's hilarious. Oh, that is so cool. That is really, that is really cool. I mean, that's when you just know everything happens for you, but also like, I mean, would you have been excited about that package 
you know, or seen it as a gift. If you hadn't taken that, done that question where you're like, I would do this. I would do this. You're like, Oh, look at this gift. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, the universe is always working in your favor. So as soon as you start to get clear, they're there to support you. Yeah. Yeah. I it think is, that's, I think that. so true. I think a lot of times people are like, Oh no, it's not. And it's like, well, it doesn't know what to give you. It's like you're, you're in limbo. If and you're so, confused. They're confused. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And everything including branding too. Yeah. So, branding, business, clients, your life. Yeah. If you don't narrow your, your message and understand what it is, be able to articulate what you do and how it helps and the value you bring, the confusion will lessen the power of your message. And then you're basically, you're kind of spinning your wheels, right? You're doing, you're you're expending a lot more energy than you need to, to get the thing done that you want to do because you haven't taken the time to really focus and get clarity on where you're headed with your business. So it's the same in life. It's the same in business. Yeah, that is so true. So what are you super excited about right now? Like what are, what now you, cause you've had your business for five years now. Yeah. So those entire five years, I was also working to manifest Ruby, who is my adopted daughter. She's two months old right now. Oh my God. um, She she just was a surprise sprung on me at the end of July. She's amazing. So I think honestly, one of the things I'm most excited about right now is redesigning and being the architect of my work and my life to create the lifestyle I want doing the work I love. So it, not that that wasn't the priority before, but it's even more so now to really say like, what do I prioritize? What's most important? How can I impart the biggest value in the work smarter, not harder kind of scenario? Right. So that you can spend time with her. So I can spend time because she's my biggest why now, like you need to know your why and she's the biggest why. Well, and also like just going back to what we were talking about with women and not like make sure we're humble, make sure we're people pleasers and all this stuff. Like, wouldn't it be so cool if she was raised in a house where she just saw a bold mom who didn't worry about like hurting someone or not that you're going to be mean, but like maybe you're saying no to something as instead of, so that you can do what you, what your why is. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very good. I think even more so since leaving Disney, I'm very good at figuring out the things that lift my energy and the things that drain my energy. And even whether it's people, projects, opportunities, I say no to a lot. And in fact, even on my own discovery calls, my sales calls for one-on-one clients, I will say to them at some point in the conversation, I only say yes to people who I'm inspired by. So not everybody gets on my calendar just because we have a sales call. It doesn't all automatically mean that it's a yes for me. So that makes them work a little harder to say why they want to work with me as well. But it's true. Like I do my best work when I'm inspired. And if we go back to what we said in the very beginning, that your brand is this feeling, how do you want people to feel? Why do you think I worked in the movies for so many years? I'm inspired by evoking emotion. And that's what brands do. The best brands evoke an emotion and make you feel something and inspire you or motivate you to do something that you never tried before. Uh, Okay. I've like, there's so many things you said something, um, about being really clear on what you'll say yes to and what you'll say no to. And like, what brings, like what your energy things are. And I do agree, like probably while you're at Disney, that's a little harder because when you're in that high octane environment, you, you're, it's almost like your barometer is off. And so you're, you're not really sure at that level, but when you, how did you, how did you recalibrate your barometer? And like, what, what are some ways that people can understand like what they should say no or yes to? Do you have advice on that? Like, how did you come up with that? 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's part of kind of really knowing your boundaries, your definition of success for you and what excites you. Right. And so like, even I will say at Disney, um, it wasn't like, I loved my time at Disney and there were certain moments in my career at Disney that were like highlights where I'm just like, how did I get here? This is amazing. I'm so grateful to be in this room. And I would create situations that re-inspired me. Or like if this filmmaker came and inspired me, I would make sure that now I'm going to like know that director better because the approach he has for talking about his film is exactly how I want to market this movie or how I would want to brand something. Like I pull from all of these thoughts and experiences and the, the amazing people that I got to meet, like I worked with the best storytellers in the entire world while I was at Disney. It's people from Marvel to Pixar to Disney to Steve Jobs, uh, to, like you name it. Like it was insane and amazing and still high pressure and high octane, but I loved it. But knowing when to say yes and when to say no, first of all, you, it does come back to feeling because you have to see how does that feel in your body when you think about doing that thing? Yeah. Right. If you're dreading something, that's a no, that's a no. (laughs) Right now there's a different difference between I'm a little bit scared to do something, but it's challenging and it's good for you. Yeah. Like this is like a full body. No. Right. Right. Right? You have to kind of get back in tune with your own body and your own internal wisdom to understand that. But also if you've kind of defined like, this is who I am. This is where I want to go. Like if you ask people, what do you want? Not a lot of people know how to answer that. Yeah, that's true. Really good to know. (laughs) That's really true. You know, and I, I think, um, a couple years ago, I, it wasn't like I was unsure of what I wanted, but it was just like, it, for whatever reason, it didn't feel, it felt like I put on a coat that wasn't tailored for me. Like it fit and I could wear it, but I didn't feel red carpet ready. Yeah. And, um, when the pandemic happened and we did a whole relook on our goals and I was working with my coach, I said, I'm only doing it. I'm only doing what I want through the end of the year. (laughs) That's it. That's as far as I can go. And so then we did that. And six weeks later we moved and we had this whole thing. Cause when you know what you want, boom, it's just like that, like nine days, here's the house shows up. So then we decided, okay, let's do a big dream. What do we want? Mm -hmm. And, um, we have a a guest coming up, Hazel Ortega. She does these like big, like miracle, like miracle goals where like, you know, they have to be so big, like, I love it. You know, like not, there's no logical way that that's going to happen for you today, but she's, that's how she dreams. Perfect. And she's living the life that she wanted. So I was like, let's go on a walk. Let's do this. And now I like literally think about, I'm like, oh, that's actually, that's exactly a yes. Because that is this person did it like, because I know my, my big thing. And yeah. then people are like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, this is what I want. I'm not going to share it here. Cause y'all it'll come up soon, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But it's like, you have to know. And oftentimes you're right. They don't know. And so then you feel a little lost. And I also think you have to listen to your body. I think so many people are looking for a logical reason to say yes or no, but like Malcolm Gladwell's blink. And then, um, Mm -hmm. uh, the book, the gift of fear, it's all about like your gut, like your, like your actual body knows (laughs) before your your brain. And it's, it's less in your head. It's more in your heart because your head will take you on all the different, your head will be trying to figure out the answer and giving you all of the scenarios, right? And it's your heart that's going to give you what you really want. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think to live your life in like boldly, 
you have to have courage to do it, right? And I love the word courage because the core root of that word is the cur, which means heart in, in Latin. And so courage just means speaking your heart's truth, right? And so if you think about like, what do you have the courage to do? And not a lot of people speak their truth. Like, what does that really mean, right? It, it means being your most authentic self. Yeah. And saying what you want, regardless of what other people might think of what you want. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And also like, I think people think that, um, courage is like doing things without fear, but it's actually like, not, that's not, not at all. Like your people are courageous and they're doing the yeah. thing that makes them scared anyway. It's, it's like, it's actually identifying the fear and facing it, right? Yeah. It's walking through the fear and you have to go through it. Yeah. Uh, because all the good stuff's on the other side. <laughs> it's all on the other side. It is all on the other side. And and for whatever reason, we're like, no, I'm just going to sit here in this mm-hmm. fear pool <laughs> and wait around. Because you know why? The fear pool is, is a feeling we're used to. We're yeah. not actually used to getting everything we want. When you start doing littler things, the, it's, it, it's as easy to manifest big as it is to manifest small. But people need to do the small things to see that it's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, okay, really quick though. How did you get used to getting what you wanted? Was that weird for you or were you born that way? I was born that way. I think I have a very strong mom. I have a very supportive dad. I had a fabulous, you know, childhood. Um, And not to say that you have to have those things to have, you know, to, to get to have that quality. But I feel like I was always confident in my abilities and just what I was capable of. And I knew that even if I didn't know how to do something, I could learn it. Um, And if I was, I learned that if I was, one of my sayings I say to all my clients is follow your excitement, right? Your excitement is the universe nudging you in the right direction. And when you follow your excitement, that's literally your heart's calling. That's what you're meant to do. And so if you can start to trust yourself, that actually breeds confidence. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. 100% true. And I do agree. Like you don't have to have been raised that way to have yeah. those feelings. No. Um, I think it is, it's a choice of like, how do you want to live your life? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to live it believing that you can have the things you want? Or would you prefer <laughs> to well, live in a place where you don't? Remember their wins, right? So like, look back at the proof you have in your lifetime of things going the right way. We tend to think of the things that went wrong, <clears throat> but what went right? What did you go after? And it happened. What, what things showed up and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like those are your wins. And that's actually your evidence to say that what you desire, what you want to manifest is possible because you got, I mean, even if like you have a husband, you manifested that husband. Oh, one, I 100% did. And anyone who wants to know, like happy to tell you, but I, when, <laughs> I was like intentional about that. I was like, no, I want this and a, sp- a partner. I want this. And if I don't have those things, I'm not settling. And, um, I think it, I think it's just like, it's all the wind part is like, I have in my coaching group, I have a winds channel and it is yeah. so hard for people to post in there. They feel like they have yeah. to wait until they, this thing. And so I, some people I'm like, it's your homework every Friday. You must have a fuck yeah Friday. And you have to list everything that happened this week. That was great. I don't care how small it was. And it's crazy how the more they do it, the more fun they have doing it. And, um, in OPC and our Pilates group, you know, off because people are like, Oh, I can't do this exercise. I can't. I'm like, what did you do? I want to hear what you did. I want to hear what you did. And I want you to celebrate that because I want you to celebrate that you showed up because our brain 
really does pay attention to what makes us feel good and what doesn't make us feel good. So I think you're 100% correct. Like just focusing on what our wins are, maybe having a little wins journal, you just like type in wins, wins, maybe. You know what I do? I actually take my to-do list and turn it into a ta-da list. Stop. Hold on. Ta-da list. Are you going to make journals for this? Like you should make a to-da list. (laughs) I should. I posted it on social media before. um, And I think I do it on my Facebook group sometimes, but, but yeah, it's, it's like such an easy thing, right? It's like, okay, what were your to-dos today? And now how do you celebrate that as a (sighs) to-da? Oh my gosh, Hillary. I really do want, like, I want my fairy go person to, you know, (laughs) I do, I do. I want, I want the, I want the thing that's on my, my kitchen refrigerator. That's like, ta-da. Of a good checkbox to be like, yeah, ta-da. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I was doing my, I started writing my, my to-dos down, my to-dos at, um, and my team is like, we have Monday, like just put it in there. And I'm like, no, I like to, I like to write it. And yeah, yeah, when I hit done, it does this little like glitter thing. It goes, you know, it's so fun. (laughs) Um, but I, I just, I like, I like to do the check mark. I'm an elder millennial. I like to write it down. So, but I couldn't read my own writing. So I was like, um, we're going to call that a done anyways. Win. <laughs> That's awesome. When you do, you're like, I don't know what this is, but I feel like I did that. I did it. <laughs> oh That's my so gosh. Good. Hillary, I, um, we could keep talking forever. I, I know, know people are going to want to like eat up everything you're putting out in the world. So after this message, we're going to come back and find out where they can follow you. I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. Okay, Hillary. So where can we in the best way stalk you? Where are you at? Where, where do you hang out? I hang out most on Instagram. So it's at Hillary Hartling. It's Hillary with one L and then it's H-A-R-T-L-I-N-G. So you can find me there. And then that's also my website. If you want to just check out all the things that I do and offer, and that's just HillaryHartling.com. Amazing. Okay. You gave us so many, um, awesome little things, little nuggets, gems in, uh, in our conversation already. But, um, to me, be it is bold, executable or intrinsic targetable steps, like ways we can prioritize ourselves. So what would you tell someone listening to this? It could be one thing or whatever, have as many things as you want, um, to, to be bold, bolder. Yeah. I actually think to live boldly it, you need, I think there's five steps. Okay. The first one is trusting yourself. And I think I mentioned that before. So trust yourself, find a way to regularly get still so that you can actually listen to and hear your inner voice because it's there. And that's when you start trusting it more when you know how to access it. I think number two, I mentioned this before too, is follow your excitement, right? That's how you know you're going in the right direction. So do that. And then number three, stop comparing because your journey is going to be different from anyone else's and you're going to get farther faster by staying present with your own goals, your own desires, and getting that clarity and vision that you have for your life. Um, Four, I would say redefine what success means to you, right? So this needs to make sense for you, but then to create goals from that point of view, right? They don't have to make sense to anyone else but you, but redefine what success means to you. For me, success means feeling good. That's literally what success means. And then I would say the fifth thing 
to be it, you have to be you, mm-hmm. right? You're always the secret sauce to your personal brand. And when you show up as your like full body, totally authentic self, the right people are going to be drawn into your universe. Like you are the light that they've been searching for. Mm. Five steps. Those brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Hillary, you are amazing. Everyone, you can um, see how you can follow Hillary in the show notes below. Um, this is definitely a podcast that I would put save on and re-listen to because this Aww. is gold. This is amazing. Um, I'm just so glad we met and I will come up with a new excuse for us to talk next week. (laughs) I I just adore you. I'm so excited for you and for Ruby, like just that she gets to grow up with a mom like you. Oh my God. She's going to be unstoppable, like unstoppable. She is. That's the word. Thanks for having me, Leslie. Oh, a pleasure. And we'll have to do it again. Thank you everyone for listening until next time. Be it till you see it. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.